Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is your man JT Live right here on Black Men Talking Radio. This is our very, very first episode. We try to get a few technical difficulties out of the way, but I want to welcome everybody to the show tonight. Man, we're going to get it in. We're talking black men issues. We're not pulling any punches tonight. Uh, Man, this is our very, very first episode, like I said, and we wanted to bring black men together to kind of have conversation and talk and and to discuss issues that they face on a daily basis, and so we want to make sure that you all tune into our show every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, this Black Men Talking podcast on Black Men Talking Radio. Man, this, you know, this is a topic, man, and a lot of people, especially a lot of women, always complain that their black men don't talk enough, and so I wanted to create this format in which black men talk. And so we're going to talk a lot about economics. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk sports. We're going to talk relationships. We're going to talk all things African-American men. And tonight's show is the challenges that that African-American men are facing. To, I mean, there are a lot of things that black men uh, go through on a daily basis, man, that we just, we just kind of float through. We don't kind of talk about some of these things. So on today's show, tonight's show, rather, we're going to get that out. If you want to call into the show, we have one six four six 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 eight two three four two. Again, that's one six four six 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 eight two three four two. Make sure you give us a call. Question number one, if you want to get in on this conversation, uh, we're waiting on a few brothers to get into the show. And, uh, again, we our old format for most people that's used to listening to us was ranked top five sports. Uh, and so we used to do sports, man, and we covered all the aspects of sports in the nationwide. And we had a pretty popular show. Our show, we got a lot of downloads. And, you know, we're still going to do sports, but it's going to be in a different format. That's all. And so we want to kick off this show talking about things that's facing black men. And, and, I, and that's, you know, it's something that has to be mission-driven. And I don't think a lot of people are touching on topics that African men are facing today. And so we want to put a few things out there, man, just to make sure that people know that we have feelings. And, and, and you know, I'm hearing all this stuff about black men being endangered species, and I'm hearing things about black incarcerated. Those are crazy numbers. You know, we're talking about uh, uh, African-American men that's being shot down innocently uh, in the streets by, by rogue police officers. We're not talking about the good cops. We're talking about those cops, man, that are out there making a bad name for our officers out here. And, and, and so we need to really kind of hone in on some of these things. And then what about relationships? What about some of the things that black men want to talk about that we can't necessarily talk to our women about? You know, there are a lot of things, man, that go on on a daily basis, you know, in our relationships that, that we never even discuss. So that's one of the topics we want to touch on. We want to touch on economics, you know, jobs. Do we have jobs? Donald Trump just came out and said some stuff about African Americans and jobs, and, man, we know that not to be true at all. You know, we know we have some issues with that. And, and, and unemployment is huge. So if a man can't put food on his table, if a man can't put – uh, uh, put clothes on his back If a man can't get transportation He's going to have a rough time In this society today And so we kind of want to touch on some of those things Man that, that will help Bring our brothers back together You know we want to touch on Some of those things and, and, and family You know how to build a family You know we don't we don't necessarily know A lot of us man you know we have children uh, Out of wedlock and, you know, the question is, how do we build a family, put a family together? And I think those things are important. 
And so these are some of the topics that black men want to talk about. But we never get that avenue to kind of express ourselves because we don't know how, you know, in this American society. Because, look, let's just keep it real, people. Black men, you know, we came, we came through, through slavery, and, and, and we were kind of expendable. I mean, we were working, we were the bucks and all that sort of thing, but we didn't have any direction. And then all of a sudden we had Emancipation Proclamation. We were free from slavery, and then it was like, you on your own. Do what you got to do. So, you know, we want to touch on some of them topics, man. Again, it's your man, JT Ladd, and tune into the Black Men Talking Podcast every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, man. Make sure you join us. Tell your friends about it. Tell all the other brothers, man, to get in on it. Talk to us because we're going to be keeping it real. We're not going to shoot code anything. I got a couple guests in the building, so let me see if I can get there, man. I see my man, P. Coop. P. Coop, what's going on, man? I see you out there. What's happening with you, man? What's, what's, talk, talk to your brother. Uh, it seems like we have some difficulty getting them in. I see him in the, in, the, in the queue, but we have a little problem getting them into the show. Let me see who can chime in, who the next person is online. Uh, when y'all get in shortly, they'll, they'll be able to get in a couple of seconds uh, with the, the, the phone lagging. It's kind of lagging behind. But, again, you know, some of the, the, the challenges that we face, you know, uh, being emasculated. You know, a lot of African-American men feel like they, they're being emasculated, even in their homes, man. And so that's something that we need to, we really need to discuss and, and kind of get out there, man, to, so, our, so our people can, can understand how we feel. You know, we have feelings. And, and and we want to discuss certain things. We want to talk about certain things. But man, you know, it's it's it's, it's kind of shaded upon if you don't, you know, if you don't, if, if 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 you can't, you know, provide or do the things that's necessary in order to provide. Let me see. We have some difficulty getting our callers into the show here. Man, this I love Blog Talk Radio, man. But sometimes it gets a little rough here when you try to get your people in into these uh, podcasts. A lot of times, so. Let me see what we got here. If you can hear me, man, send me a text. Just let me know that you were able to get into the show. And 912, uh, I'm not sure who that is, but if if you're one of my callers, you can send me a message via Facebook and just let me know that, that you can hear me, but you can't get into the show. And so that's, that's one of the things that um, we're trying to figure out here, man, how this this whole thing is working out right now because we don't seem to be getting getting our callers into the show. Uh, one of the things, man, that I, I wanted to get in is uh, talking about the Colin Kaepernick situation, man, and how, you know, this young guy basically sacrificed, and he sacrificed his whole entire uh, career, football career, man, to, to take on the responsibility of African-American men. And when he stood up, he was shot down. You know, he was shot down when a black man talked. He, uh, okay, good. P. Coop, I, I'm going to try to get you in, man. I, I don't know what the, what the situation is. I'm glad you can hear me loud and clear. But here's an African-American man who stood up, and he was shot down. And so he was doing something that was right. He was doing something that was correct. And all of a sudden, he was he was shot down for his views and beliefs. He was highly criticized. Somebody even compared him to a murderer. And that's utterly ridiculous. How do you compare Cap, a football player who's standing up for the rights of other men and African-Americans who are disenfranchised, but you want to step on his neck? And these are some of the things that African-American men face on a daily basis. You know, we, we, these, we, we hurt for some of us, and some of us, you know, we really didn't. We really didn't uh, get into the whole Cap situation. Some of the brothers kind of just faded away you know, on it. Some of the brothers just kind of let it go to the wayside and they want to watch their football. Nothing wrong with that, but I didn't watch football for the entire season. I decided I was going to take a stance against the NFL because of cap, because this was an opportunity for African-American men to stand up, and there were a ton of us standing up. What I'm going to tell you guys to do is hang up and call back into the show, and, and that way we can get you guys back in because it's not um, – we're not, for some reason, the, the studio is not – allowing you guys to get in. And so uh, you guys can call back. Let me see if I can get you guys in now. And I just said that refresh. But anyway, uh, you know, we we want to make sure that brothers are being heard. 
and it's being respected. And we have to come from a from a place of authority. We have to come from a place in which we have empowerment. And it's time for African American men to stand up. Okay, I see you, Tim. Yeah, I'm trying to get you in. For some reason, it's not allowing uh, it's not allowing my guests to come in. Let me see if I can make a move and, and, and make stuff happen. I need to get you guys in. I want to hear you guys' input. I want you to talk. I know, Tim, you do a lot of work with the youth, man, and I want your views to definitely be heard. Um, I want you to talk about some of the things that you're doing out there. And so in a second, people are being able to get my guests in. Let me see if I can work with them now. And these are the brothers. These are the brothers that that came through. I had a lot of young, I had a lot of African American men tell me, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna come in on the show and talk with you." Like, yeah, I'm gonna come in and chop it up with you. And then when you put them on the spot, man, you try to get them in. Nobody chops it up. Pete Coop, is that you? You in the building? Yeah, this is me, JC. Can you hear me? Oh man, finally got you in, man. Hey, <laughs> you know. This technology is a trip, right. man. But I got my boy P. Coop in the building. Let me just let me just go through this. P. Coop is one of the strongest black men that I know. He's one of the most. Uh, I've been knowing him since we've been knowing each other since we were 15 years old. This young man, he comes with a lot of spirit, a lot of passion. And you guys listen to us on our sports podcast. P. Coop definitely used to bring it all the time, and now I got him with me on this particular show, man, because we want to chop it up about black men. And, and make sure that black men were heard. And people talk, talk to the people, man. Introduce yourself. I did a little bit, but you tell the people a little bit more. Well, like I said, JC, uh, uh, my name is P. Coop, and uh, me and Jeff have been uh, friends for for years. And we graduated high school together, went to the college together. So me and JC got a, a long history, um, you know, as far as uh, as far as myself, you know, um, I'm a positive thinking, progressive thinking black man who uh, is very concerned about the community that I live in, the people in the community, the demographic, the uh, employment rate, and the education that. Um, uh, will allow us to grow and compete globally with uh, other people and other uh, ethnic backgrounds. So I'm glad to have this this show to be able to address those issues because they're very important to me and to um, the people in my community. And, and people, so I want to thank I you, really Jeff, for, letting, for having me on, Jeff. I want to thank you for having me on, as a matter of fact. Well, I appreciate you, man, for coming on. I appreciate you for chopping it up with me. I have to move to a different location, man, because I'm unable to get my people into the show that I want to get in. I see we got a few more people in the call with you, and I'm going to get you guys in for just one second. Uh, like I said, I'm moving to a different location because this is an important topic, and I want to make sure that you guys all heard. I should be able to get you guys up in a couple of seconds. Just bear with me as I go through. Uh, but that being said, Piku, I appreciate you, man, stopping through. I appreciate you chopping it up. And I appreciate you bringing the real with it. And like I said, you know, this we want to make this a show in which brothers don't hold back, are transparent. Brothers are telling the truth. Let me see if I can get everybody back in. If not, I'm going to have a problem with uh, Blog Talk Radio. We have a serious problem. Let me see who we got here. Man, P. Coop, look like it's just me and you, man. Trying to get all the other brothers in the field, and I got a whole bunch of them in here. And we can't even get them through to the queue. I don't know. But let me ask you a question, man. As far as the state of the African-American man today, what does he rank? Today, what is the African American man mm-hmm. ranked today? In, in terms of what when you say ranking, in terms of his terms of how he how does he rank? You know, where, where does he fit in? Well, well, I, I I have to answer that question by saying that 
if we allow um, other people to define us, then, you know, we can be, you know, ranked at the bottom of the round. But uh, if you look at the achievements of black men under the circumstances of, uh, of, you know, what we have to overcome, you know, not only in the athletic world, in the uh, uh, in the entertainment world, but also in the medical field and uh, in the educational field and in um, the political field. I think we rank right up there with anybody else. We rank right up there with any other ethnic group that is out there. Uh, and it's sometimes even in, in even greater because, of course, we dominate um, the major sports, football, baseball, basketball, which is the most watched, as well as soccer as well. So um, in terms of the medical field, though, I mean, we, we've had transcenders and continue to have transcenders in the medical field who have, uh, you know, have given voice to us in that area, you know, as well as, you know, political feel, of course, with uh, the political climate that's, that's currently now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that's currently up. Uh, of course, we had the first African-American president in Barack Obama and, um, you know, many great uh, 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 political figures. But there's also, you know, great political figures that that's passed that are, were not maybe um, you know, politicians, but, you know, they had a political agenda, you know, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and, 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 and people in those times, Matthew Evans, you know, so Elijah Muhammad and, and, and Farrakhan and all of them. So, yeah, we rank, we rank uh, up there with anybody else, man, in any other arena, you know. And, and as far as education, you know, you got, you know, great men, like um, uh, what's uh, um, Dyson, and uh, who is a brilliant man. I love Dyson, and uh, uh, of course uh, Connell West, and and uh, those intellectual thinkers in that area. So um, those are translators, and I think that our youth can follow those guidelines that they have, and, and allow themselves to you know, um, grow into a more positive thinking uh, area as opposed to just being reactionary and uh, unthinking. So uh, I think that the state of the, the black man is determined upon our future, is determined upon our youth. So, you know, I encourage young black men to uh, – not put themselves in that category to be ostracized or to be, uh, you know, looked upon as a non-entity. Because if you if you if you if you do that, then you people have the tendency to act out that type of um, ideology once. You know, they, they accept it as being how it is, so to speak, when, when it, in, yeah. in retrospect, it's not how it is, you know. Well, so. I'm, I'm going to put it to you like this, P. Coop, and, and this is something that I feel, man, and we still, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work. It might just be me, you and I, and the other, my other guys, man, I apologize to y'all, man. This is, uh, welcome for some reason, their server is really, really busy, so it's, it's hard for me to uh, to link you guys in. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm like this, man, and I feel as an African-American man, you know, that we're constantly challenged on a daily basis, and, and, and we're constantly challenged to prove who, <coughs> who we are. You know, we have, to, we have to make sure that we establish our, our status in this world, no matter what our economic background is, whether we're, we're a high-paid brother, businessman, or, or whether we're, we're a young brother, you know, that's on the street with his pants hanging down. You know, we constantly feel like we're challenged on a daily basis, man, to prove who we are, especially if you're in certain environments, you know, whether you're in an environment with your own people, 
You know, it's it's like a competition. It's like a black race almost. And then when you step in other environments with Caucasian males and, and different people like that, you constantly have to prove who you are on a daily basis, man. And I'm going to tell you, that can be stressful. Now, for me, you know, I, I walk with my head up. I walk with confidence. I, I feel like I belong. But I know I got to hold my own. I know I got to be on the defensive at all times as a black man in America. It's just the way it is. I mean, I can't sit back and chill. You know, I got to make sure that my seatbelt is buckled when I'm in the car. I got to make sure that I'm driving 35 miles per hour, you know, when I'm driving in, in, in whatever zone that I'm driving in. I see I got, okay, I got Tim in the building. Tim finally got you in, man. Whew. Glad, glad to get you. You know, I'm, I'm constantly feeling like I have to do that. I'm constantly feeling like I have to be competitive in this world today, man. And sometimes that can be stressful. Sometimes that can drive me to do things that, that I don't necessarily want to do or I'm feeling a certain kind of way. And I really don't know why. And so as a black man in America, man, I believe it's tough. And I have to, you know, me and my wife, we have to raise our boys, man, to, be, to have a certain type of disposition when they walk out. You know, you got to walk with your head up. You know, you got you to gotta speak intelligently all the time because people judge you on perception. And you know, you know like I know, if, if we're in a room full of Caucasian people, man, we represent black people, period, point blank. That's just how it is to the majority of people in the room. So sometimes that pressure builds on you. And I don't mind that because I don't mind carrying my ancestors on my back. I don't mind carrying that out. I don't have a problem with that. But I just want to let that out. That's one of the challenges, man, I know that I face on a daily basis is establishing who I am. I'm a man, period, point blank, first of all. Secondly, I'm here. I'm just as intelligent, even more intelligent than you are. And so your judgment of me is based on a perception that's just crazy and out here that makes no sense. So, you know, I just wanted to wrap that in. Tim, you in the building, man. I finally got you in. What's going on, brother? What's happening, brothers? How y'all doing, man? Good, good, Hello. good, man. I'm glad we finally got you in. I see, I see we starting to get some results. See a little bit. Uh, brother, finally people, coming how you up. doing, man? Good, brother. I'm good. Tim, talk, talk to me. Glad man. to finally hear your voice, man. What's going on, man? Jeffrey, I'm, I'm, I'm just. Uh, I'm just really appreciative, man, and, and humbled and honored, man, that uh, I'm able to speak on the same line with guys like yourself, like Patrick, you know, guys that are not intimidated by society, by the world, that in fact are getting out here, man, and doing some of the things you're doing with Dr. Paul, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and understanding that those things are what we have to do. You know, we, we we don't have options anymore. You know, our options, that's over. It's 2018, and, you know, we, we, we're still bombarded with how we deal with ourselves within our internal differences. You know, um, <laughs> and, of course, you know, this, something, something as small as social media has turned into something big. You know, it, it illustrates that we aren't prepared as black men, and I, I don't want to speak for anybody else. I, I can only speak black men. I've never been anything but a black man. That's right. And uh, for us, for us to look at ourselves internally within our own structure, within our own foundation, and take issue mm-hmm. with each other for some of the smallest things. Uh, never right. mind the big things. You know, it's it's right. it's, it's out it's outstanding to know young men like yourselves that are. Uh, that are that are that are dedicated to 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 the very survival of, of our community, of our black men, of our young people. You know, uh, right. that, that's 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 my advocacy, man. That's my stewardship. And uh, you know, I find myself out there by myself a lot. You know, and it's and and that's yeah. the tough part, JT and, and Patrick. You find yourself out there by yourself, man. I, yeah. I I I can refer to some stuff I read about with Shannon, uh, outstanding man. You know. And guys are telling me about them. I know a lot of I know a lot of guys that you all went to school with. You know, I, I'm from that area, and uh, a lot of the South Shore guys are cool with me. And, and and they're sitting around waiting for those of us who are doing something to do something so big that they'll finally fall in line, so they don't have to do the work. And that's tough. I mean, it's really tough. So I really appreciate well, this t- format, guys. I I got I got to chill talking for a minute. I just got in and I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Thank you. I appreciate you coming in. Hey, I got somebody else. It's 735, you in the building. Talk to me. I mean, we've been having some difficulties, man, but um, what's going on? Who I got in the building with me tonight? Man, it's CSO, man. Oh, the brother. Uh, the brother. <laughs> this, 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 this is one of the great loves of my life right here, boy. <laughs> What's up, Verdale? What's going on? What's going on, y'all? I, 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 okay, the disclaimer, Let I got to you, so you might hear some noise in the background. Well, that's hey, man, that's because you got those babies to take care of, man. Feed them. Keep them dry. <laughs> Let me just let me just put it out here, man. First of all, let me apologize to you guys. We we had a rough time getting you guys into the show. But for people that's just tuning in or you listening to the downloads, this is the Black Men Talking Podcast or Black Men Talking Radio, Blog Talk Radio. We are here talking about African American men issues. We're unapologetic, unapologetic. We're transparent. We let people know what's going on. And so for the people that's listening in to the show, man. Hey, if you brothers out there, y'all want to get in and call in, we don't stop anybody from calling. I got my man Pete Cooper's in the building. I got T.T. Timothy Townsend, he's in the building. And I got my man T.S.O. Tony Soda, out Verdell Gray, he's in the building. And he talks so much. I'm going to keep it light on that end. But, but Verdell, talk to us. And, Tim, I want you to talk about what you do. But, Verdell, I want you to introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, and what's going on with you? Well, uh, my name is Verdell Gray. I'm a gospel recording artist, but I'm also a father, a husband, and um, I have a real estate company. I just uh, invested into an app company as well, and I'm also a mighty man of Phi Beta Sigma, greatest fraternity on earth. I have to put that in there. Tell him, Jeff, you know, ain't never, ever, ever, nobody's perfect, right? <laughs> I love that back and forth between you, you Kappas and Sigmas, man. That's that's out, that's out of sight. Hey, but but you know, I I got a great deal of respect. Um, I haven't met you, Coop, but if you uh you got history with JT, you got to be a good dude. But but um, people like JT and Timothy, even though I give them a hard time and talk trash, um, I've learned a lot. You know, people be like, it's just Facebook, it don't mean it's just social media. But I've learned a lot from them too just sitting back and how they interact, you know, and, and how they carry themselves. I had the pleasure of actually meeting uh, T.T. And, and what he was doing in the community with his basketball program, you know, um, just just letting me know that I needed to do more. You know, I never told him that, but, you know, that's what I got from meeting him and seeing that, you know, he, he shared with me the um, the struggles of how, how he would max out his credit cards just to keep his program running and that, and that dedication and that's dedication you know a, a lot of us ain't doing our part he shouldn't have to max out his credit cards you know to to, to get Bro, my, de- my, my my debt to my debt to income ratio is down to 45 percent now man got praise the lord amen amen <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I got to pass half man I, my wife is so happy she don't know what to do hey i grew a great told me she loved me the other day it was great yeah yeah i i i, I, I gained a great deal of respect for you I appreciate you, bro. God bless you. And, and, and before we go on, uh, back in the building, man, and, and this brother, I've got a chance to meet him, man, and, and, and it was a great brother's eyes very well. We kind of think alike a lot. He carries several lot of swag, and I, I enjoy uh, uh, having conversations with him and the conversations I see. I got my man Andre. Johnson what's up? Bill Drake, what's good? The oh, big daddy. Man. <laughs> No, just here listening to you, brothers, and man, it's all good. It is really, really great, really great. What's happening, Doctor? How you doing? This is Tim, man. Hey, Tim. I'm wonderful. I'm blessed. Every day I wake up, I know that I'm blessed, you know? Hey, Drake, you you sound like how you look, man. What'd you say? (laughs) I I said you sound how you look, man. Oh, There's wow. something wrong with your son, man. That's a, you know that's your son, right, Dre? <laughs> hey, you know what? Let me let me get to some let me get to some topics. Let me get to some topics right now, and I and I, I, okay. I'm gonna jump straight into it because you guys didn't get an opportunity. My man Pete Coop, who's in the building, he got an opportunity to kind of let some things off his chest. But I want to go straight to Rodell, and I and I, I want to talk about how the younger generation feel about black men. We talking about black men. And are we passing the baton to you all like we should? And I, and I want it, man. I want you to be uncut. I want you to be honest with us. 
colors. Are we doing what we supposed to be doing as black men? Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm a say something, and I might uh, I might catch some slack for this, but I I, I feel like the the generation before mine um, let us down, and and what I mean by Amen. that is that when when you when you when you constantly are saying, oh man, I, you know how. You know, even if I'm around a lot of the youth, and 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 sagging is a part of their their culture. You know, I I used to sag. I get it, but when when you constantly tearing them down and not getting not get see one time my my mother took me to Florida to Disney World and she bought me a Lando Magic T-shirt and I wore the heck out of it to start peeling, and and then she was like she took the shirt away from me. But she didn't give me a shirt to replace it, and I feel that's what we're mm. doing with the general. We, we try to take something away from them, but we don't give them nothing to replace it. It took Jay Z twenty years to go from the hoodie to the business suit, you know. So we, yes, we do evolve, but we got to show them how to evolve. And now these eighteen-year-olds they're getting face tattoos, and what they tell me is they don't expect to live long lives. They they living for the moment right then and there, so they're not trying to hear. You know, back in the day, you you had somebody calling it for gangs where they can get together and get a meeting together. You couldn't get a meeting together now because nobody's listening to nobody. You know, and, and so with right. that that leadership in all areas have it's failed because it wasn't passed down. We don't have grandfathers and grandmas no more. The grandmothers are in the club with with the daughters, so ain't no wisdom being passed down nowhere. So so if you can shut off. The wisdom, okay, wisdom comes from making mistakes. I can talk to my dad about certain things that he did, so I don't do it. But I try to talk to my mom about her mistakes, and she get defensive. Wisdom gets cut off, then you get you lose information. If you don't have information, then how can you grow? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I want Drake, Drake, can you speak to that? I mean, yeah, I'm literally visually seeing the result of what he just said, too. I mean, there's so much power in the words that he just uttered because the shorties nowadays, like I've been doing some substitute teaching recently. So I've been in the high schools. I've been in the grades just like since Thanksgiving waiting on my next project. Some of y'all know I work these, these projects. But, but, man, if you come at them one way, the lash out is like boom. But if you sit them back or you throw a little shade, a little, throw a little info at them, they eyeball you. Next thing you know, they're coming to you every other day because there's yep, no sir. info where they're coming from. Exactly. I give you all an, an example. My first day subbing or whatever, right? So I'm at this school, eight nights have been spent, and I'm sitting in the office. I'm waiting for them to tell me what they want me to do, whatever. And this is like an 11, 12-year-old, little young shorty. She, she just off the charts, y'all, off the charts. So I'm sitting there saying, wow, they're going to get our mother up here and get her straight. The mother came up, and I knew where the problem was then immediately. It wasn't Shorty's problem. <laughs> okay? And so to the point about the sagging, right, I wanted to go say something. No, y'all shouldn't do this. But then I realized, wait a minute, I had the afro. I had the braids. You know, you know, in my time, whatever it was, I had it. So why I'm going to dump on them like that? I, you know, now I've had conversations with some of the high school brothers. they seniors. they playing ball, whatever. Hey, you got to have kind of a bit of a presentation when you get out there looking for what you want next. That don't mean you can't be you. You know, it just means you, you look at the scope, and they're looking at me like, oh, okay, that makes sense, you know. So I, I, right. I can't sit here and, and, and get mad with my, 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 my little brother, as I call him, or none of the above, because he spit the truth. He spit the truth. You know, I still go to my right. 80-something-year-old stepdad when it's something that's confusing me, because that brother didn't been there, done that, you, you, know, right. you know. So that's right. how I look at that. Well, Pico, I want you to chime in on this because I'm curious of what you what you think about what Verdell had to say about the youth being things being passed down to our younger brothers. Well, um, you know, I I, I, I appreciate that and uh, understand that, um, but I guess you know what? Sometimes, man, stuff gets lost in the translation because you know uh, we were talking about the generations. Um, so that that target thing is so is so um, uh, far away from my, my mentality and my ideology of manhood that you know it's just like it's a shocker to me. You know, so when you told me, when when you guys said that and then reference to you know 
what it means to young men, I kind of, you know, I kind of like look back at it because the, 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 the ideal is to, you know, be able to gain a perspective of why something is the way it is through the eyes of the other individual as opposed to my own eyes, you know. Mm. So uh, in, in reference to that, um, and the main objective is to reach that person so that you can bring that person up to the level that is desired for Amen. them to be able to achieve, you know. And if you can't do that, then they're not failing. You're failing. You know what I'm saying? So, hello, hello. So, so you know, um, we have to embrace other uh, other ideas and other methods to reach young men, especially in this new age that we are in. You know, when me and JT was was out, man, we didn't have no phone in our pocket. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We couldn't go and this is something that that that, that um that I really appreciate to having back then is that you know, we didn't we didn't have a Google search where we could just search information and then it pop up you know, or we didn't um we didn't have a phone that kept numbers in it that we could just say, Oh, you know, I don't even have to remember that number. You know, yeah. we actually had to remember the number. You know what I mean? Right. We right. had to actually, you know, we, we didn't have a, 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 you know, you get lost trying to find someplace, man, but now all you have to do is just, you know, put it in your directions and then it'll get you wherever you got to go, you know? We Can I speak on that, can I, yeah, can I speak on that, what, you, what, you, what you're talking about? And and because of that, we have adapted a fast-paced mentality. Um, exactly. Me and, um, exactly. When, 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 and then when I look at it, also what social media has done, it has have between social media and these TV shows, if you notice the trend, it has mm-hmm. told the mind of females to turn their value down. Because they're always wow. constantly competing with the next female, and, and and when you look at shows like Scandal and and um being it's like they're telling them that it's okay to be the side chick. So right. now you have, now you have uh, I have to stop my kids uh, from getting on YouTube because I looked at I looked at what they was watching one day, and they had. They they had a grown man in a Superman costume in bed with with, with a woman and a cat woman costume. So when my kids oh. are going to look when they're going to look for for Superman, you got this other stuff popping up. So now here it is, my my, my six year old is, is is exposed to some stuff that, that he wasn't supposed to see on YouTube. You know, I, I remember right. now, of course, I was a bad little kid, so I remember going in my grandfather's house and, and trying to uh, click the back and forth to the porno channel just so I could see a little nipple or something. You know, well, but, but it was blurry. It was blurry. That was the only access I had. You know, but, but, but now it, it, it's, it's so accessible that it has turned the, the value of a female down because it's like, okay, if she's getting on my nerves, I could just go slide in somebody else's DM. So everything is so fast-paced, and there's no such thing yeah. as relationship nowadays. That's right. Yeah. And there, is this thing to put yeah. some, somewhat of a mentality of whatever I do is okay, you know, and whatever I say is okay because I'm just expressing me. And, and, and that's a sentiment that you get with, uh, you know, President number 45. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, you that do say or do anything, no matter how outlandish it is, or how ridiculous it is, or how untrue it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, and and that's the mentality yeah. because when you are when you're on a stage, you are performing, and your job as a performer is to engage your audience. It's not to tell the truth. It's not to get to uh, the real. It's not to uh, to uh, influence. Uh, thought-provoking, it is to give that person what you want them to think. And that's what's going on a yeah. lot of times now. I mean, and you see that where, where wrong is right and right has become wrong. 
Coop, let, let me jump in real quick. First of all, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. This is your man JT Live right here on the Black Men Talk Podcast on Black Men Talk Radio. Man, we got some we got some great guests in the building. We got my man Burdell Gray TSO in the building. Of course, we got my man Too Smooth Andre Johnson, my man TT. I got to get TT in because TT worked with the youth, Timothy Townsend. He worked with the youth, so I want to get his perspective on this. And of course, we got my man Pete Coop. Bulldog of sports, what we used to call them when we were doing sports on here, and we changed our format around just for people who are tuning in. Uh, apologies for the for the for the early uh, technical difficulties, but we seem to get them straightened out right now. Um, <clears throat> make sure you tune in every uh, Wednesday night at nine thirty p.m. Central Standard Time. We'll be here for an hour. We also got the barbershop hour, so I want y'all to definitely tune in to that because we're talking all things sports. We talking whatever brothers want to talk about, ladies, female, whatever. Y'all get it. I'm married, so I really can't get it engaged in a lot of that conversation. But I'm just that <laughs> Me too, JT. <laughs> hey, keep it clean. Keep it clean. Hey, JT, I love. I love. Man, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get my wife to walk away. Man, she's sitting in the room with me. So I Bar- I got right, to right. temp- temper my anxieties and 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 and, and yeah. <laughs> well, the, the barbershop hour is going to be basically brothers coming. In. We will talk mostly sports, but we'll talk about a lot of different things. And so we're looking at a date that'll work for that. And so we'll we'll be letting you all know. But this is our very first episode of the Black Man Talking Podcast. So uh, I thank awesome. you all for listening in. Make sure you tell everybody, tell your friends, share the link. Uh, Timothy. You work with the youth. Yes, sir. And so to Verdell's point, man, and to Pete Coop's, you know, point, I'm going to tell you, BG, I'm just going to let you know, I ain't with the pansack. I, I mean, I understand doing that, and they've been doing that for a while, because I'm going to tell you, when I was in school, uh, and I went to school out east, the brothers from D.C. was wearing their pants sagging back then. And so, you know, we didn't really understand what it meant. I don't even think they understood what it meant at that time. I think that was just their culture because that's just how they carry themselves. But I just can't get with seeing underwear, man. Especially some of these brothers, man. Booyah, I mean, damn, I don't want to see your draw. That's just me. But, okay, I, I ain't going to trip on it that much. My boys can't do it, but I ain't going to trip. But Timothy, <laughs> you work with the youth. So talk to me, man. Yes, sir. What, what do you say? Especially for our young black well, men. Well, you know, to, to Verdell's immediate point, and, and 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 he's very eloquent in his in his discussing it. You know, I, I because I work with young people. You know, I'm I'm involved with the inside of what they do. They tend to want to share with me, collectively and individually. You know what goes on with them. You know, and 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 as much as you want to, you know, you appreciate that. And you you feel empowered with that when you're dealing with them. It's also pretty daunting, man. It's pretty. It, it, it can be pretty intimidating if you're not prepared to understand their perspective. Verdell um, indicates that, you know, um, you know, parents have a different perspective with their children. Uh, your children have a different perspective of what we came up with. Um, the young people that, that, that are playing basketball and, and we're otherwise mentoring to, you know, they, they, they listen to music that we may shy away from at first but they're just simply trying to identify with it. guys we we identified with let me say it again girl when the Isaac brothers sung it back then you dig um, oh, right. um uh, just to be closer to you when, when Lionel Richie said just to be closer to you we we identified with that because we had an objective and that right. objective was met generally speaking because of the music because of, but that was a that was a helpful way for us to express ourselves um, yeah. I'm sorry, but Migos helps these kids express themselves. You know, right, uh, right. Lil Uzi helps them express themselves, and and in in that expression, our job is in the stewardship of mentoring is to help them break that down and help us bridge this gap. We 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 have to do a better job of bridging the gap from one generation to the next. We got generational gaps, man, that 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 transcend any one topical thing. I'm not talking about Jordan versus LeBron. You know, I'm not talking about Dr. King versus uh, 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 John Lewis. Mm -hmm. You dig? I'm talking about 
from the time as JT opened his show and, 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 and had his monologue with respect to us as black people generally speaking, we, our stuff goes back to slavery. It goes back to people lying to us about right. in Africa talking about you want we're going to teach you about Jesus. Come, let me take you to Jesus. Let me take you to this boat where Jesus is. Get on the boat and you'll see Jesus. We're getting ready to sail over here because Jesus went over here to America. We're going to sail over here and we're going to see Jesus. And, and the dichotomy that is when our religions and our churches and our grandparents try to instill in us that this here is what it's supposed to be. And on the other side of it, our own people are diametrically opposed to that talk about the different things like atheism and agnostics and mm-hmm. we have a lot of stuff going on and what Verdell is saying yeah. to us is that the generation before has failed them well the generation before my generation and Andre's generation yeah. were fairly oh, wow. passive aggressive right. they were just trying to get through the civil rights they were trying to get through right. Korea they were trying to get through World War II they, they, they were mm-hmm. still living in segregation well, I agree. You got your you got your ass kicked if yeah. you went down and opened the door at Marshall Fields, like my grandmother did, you did, and had to sit in jail because she dared to go into Marshall Fields, not for the white person that she worked for as a maid, but for herself with my little buddy wow. kicking and screaming and acting wow. crazy, looking like a white boy. Wow. So we we have so many different things. Generational but those, story, those stories, those stories right there, TT. Those stories are the ones that that are lost. You know, because they're lost, yeah, man. they really are. That that Rare. that right there, that right there, would uh-huh. empower somebody to say that you know, I seen with my own two eyes a strong black female <sighs> open up a door yes, when they told she wasn't supposed to put her hands on. That will empower yes, somebody, but we but we don't get that. You know, somebody shared this story with me before. They said, um, this this um daughter asked her mom. She said, Mom, why do you uh, cut the ham and put it into two pots? She said, because it's a tradition that grandma passed down to me. So the daughter goes That's up right. to the grandma house, and she asked her, why do you do that? She said, because when I, when I used to cook, I didn't have a big pot, so I had to make it fit. So she thought that was mm-hmm. tradition when the grandma only did it because it was necessary. It was See, we, practical, we, 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 and it was necessary. Okay. That's right. We have blurred the lines of what's tradition and what's necessary because even though yes, our sir. parents were – even though our pants were sagging, you see our underwear is no different when the Ozzy brothers had their chest out and you seen they taco me. I don't want to see another man. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Sir, they were entertaining. Like, like, like T. Coop said, they were yeah, entertaining. Yeah. You know, but what I'm saying is that, you know, if if we're able to accept the taco meat, we can accept the uh, the, the pan second because then we can find find a neutral ground on the bridge that you talked about, bridging the gap. Mm -hmm. We got to find a neutral ground on the bridge so we can can find a way to come together. But nowadays, everything is separated. You know, we're we're the only – because JT asks, where do we we stand as far as other, other cultures? The reason why yes, we have such a gap, we don't have nothing to pass down. It is Jewish custom when you get married that you do not demand, you don't even work for two years. They, the parents have already saved up enough money that you just go away with your wife for two years and learn each other. And the parents and learn each other. To, that's correct. But we, we, wow, we that's get so married, necessary. Yeah, when we get married, only thing we pass, the only thing we take on is each other's debts and bills. That's the only thing that we as black people. Yeah. That is the only thing we pass down to the next generation is debts and bills. The guy who man, we don't even we don't ahead. even have we don't even have jumping the broom, man. We don't even have we don't even have a, a, an effective, stable and sharing financial foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, well, let me just say I, I, this. and I, it goes beyond this. us. Let me, let me say this. Go ahead. I'm sorry, bro. Go ahead. Because because I, I hear I hear what I hear what Verdell is saying, and, and I hear what Cynthia is saying. But one of the things that that we have to remember is, is part of the eradication of our culture is that we didn't have any traditions. Our traditions were stripped from us. Because we didn't know where right. we came from, we were mixed up. You know, when we came over here, it was purposely done that different cultures and people spoke different languages, so we couldn't communicate. So now we come to a foreign land and we're forced to work and we're beaten and downtrodden. And I tell people this all the time. I, I tell people, people forget this. We've only been out of slavery 150 years. Just think That's about right, that. That's right, sir. That's not a long. Yes, that's not a long time. And so in order for us to establish those traditions, because we have some traditions 
but they're not traditions in which we practice all the time. They're interchangeable. So, you, so as black you're not people, count, you do not, you have look, to, you're not count Jim Crow. You're not going to count Jim Crow too. Oh yeah, yeah, Jim Crow is in there too. So I, I, I'm just saying. So you talking about and then the Reconstruction uh-huh. era, then you talking about that. So there's a lot of things there that we have to look at. And for my piece and for black men is what do we do? And I want to get this from each and every last one of you all because the show is coming to a close. I want to know what it is that we need to do as black men to kind of face some of our challenges. Like I spoke to myself, and I, I spoke to this, and I'm going to say it, and, and, and I'll just speak my piece early and, and, and foremost. The challenge of being a black man in this world today and the stresses that we don't necessarily understand that are upon us that we take on. Like I said earlier, you know, every day I got to prove myself. Every day when I, if I walk into my child's school as a black man, I got to let them know I'm here. You know, when I'm walking, I'm outside, I'm conducting business, I'm a black man, I'm here. You know, I got I to gotta do that constantly. I got to constantly be on my toes. So for me, just me, that's a challenge on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. everybody give me about a minute or two, tell me what it is, what your challenge is. Dre, I'm going to start with you. Trying to get the young parents to interlock with their children. There's some fabulous young parents out here, and then there are some that are not fabulous. And especially the young men, because if you're not taking care of your kids, the system will. And they're building they're they're building businesses which are that you know housing for 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 the criminal or whatever. They're building more and more and more because that's a business now, and you will your kids will just get swept up into it, and seeing to it that you you got to talk about my grandma and back then, and you know I I grew up when the, the stove was wood and coal, you know the furnace was coal in my grandma's house, but if you don't get as a parent as a father, if you and what I'm gonna do is I'm going to get more involved. Being out here these last little couple of months put me back in that mix. I spent 20 years, like Tim, doing, you know, the sports, interacting with the young people because I had two children in, in that generation. But I got to do more giving is where I'm at, and I got to do it in my own community with my own people, not blocking out nobody else. Don't get me wrong. You know, if I've seen a different nationality person hungry, I see them, but – I'm going to interject myself more into the lives of some of these young men and, and not turning my back on the young sisters. There's no question about that. That's, that's pretty much it. That's correct. Tim, talk that's to awesome, bro. Thanks. Thanks. Tim, talk Thanks. to me. Hey, man. Bottom line, guys, um, because of what I do and because of who I am and, and whose I am, um, you know, it's, 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 in, it's inside of my blood. To do what I do, you know, uh, I'm 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 unable to stand by and watch things not happen, and I'm able to do, and I, I I'm unwilling to stand by and watch somebody else do it if I can do it. Um, that puts me in a tenuous situation sometimes, guys, and that situation finds me at a disadvantage and a void. Um, I seek out and I I, I solicit. Um, um, help from men. I, I need men to come by one way youth sports and mentor and and, and be and be guest okay. speakers. I need a ver- I need a Verdell um, Gray to show guys because they're gonna look at Verdell and say he's cool. He's gonna ready to give us that ha 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 And then he's gonna talk to him like a graduate from Indiana University, and he's yeah. gonna shock the world. They need to see us. So they can have an example of what we can be aside from a rapper, aside from LeBron James, aside from uh, 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 aside from uh, uh, Max Julian the Mac or Superfly. They need to see that, and it's really tough when, quite frankly, uh, you know, opportunities and society and governments make it hard for us to just live. They make it hard for us to, 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 to withstand just everyday things like JT said. You know, we have to watch how we drive. We have to watch how we speak. We have to be appropriate in order to work downtown Chicago. Um, 
Bridging the gap is more than just doing it between our own. We have to bridge the gap between us men so we can come together and learn how to deal with each other's differences so we can be similar enough to to, to conquer our our challenges in our community. That's our problem. Our biggest problem and our biggest challenge ahead of us is saying to ourselves, hey, man, you know, uh, uh, I might be the Bulls and you might be Portland right now, guys, at 79 to 53 Portland. But that doesn't stop us this next possession, all right, from boxing out, all right, uh, from setting that screen. We got to keep on pushing and keep on plugging. We we are the, we are turning to give up guys, man, and that's not who we are. That's not that's not how we built, and that's not how we should function. Yeah. I, I, I bless you guys, man. God bless you all for for having me on, man, and 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 sharing this with me, man. It's been enlightening and uh, not surprising by any stretch of the imagination, given the company, but. Uh, you know, it's it's just great to do. I I hope to be part of this all the time. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. Be cool. Talk to me. Well, uh, man, it's always hard going behind others like that, man. But uh, <laughs> but I I gotta say that um, uh, the the thing that you know sticks out to me is um, you know how I how I interact with the people who I come in contact with, so that. Uh, they realize they have uh, made contact with a positive black man who wants for them the very best that they can attain, you know. Um, And to be real, true, and authentic to that, to be real, true, and authentic to myself and to my family members, to my friends, to the people who I encounter, that uh, the, the positiveness, of me eludes off. You know, um, I got uh, my nephews, and uh, they are they vary in ages, but um, I had a lot of influence on them to them growing up. And all of them, all of them are uh, college-bound, if not in college or gone to college and, and graduated, and doing stuff that is positive. And, uh, I got another another nephew in the, uh, who's a Marine. You know uh, that was his you know his choice, but he's still doing something that's positive that he wants to do. And I think that the idea, the ideology of doing things positive, can drown out negativeness that we are we are bombarded with every day. Um, these these shows with uh, what's the name of that? Um, uh, what do they call it? Those, um, you know, the love and hip hop, live hop. You know, well, you know, housewives and all those type of shows. Those are not real, and those are staged. Those are not real life, and they're they're putting them off as if this is some type of real life, you know. And and, and there's not a reality of you becoming uh, the leader of this big empire like you see on these shows. So. Let's live in reality, you know, and and be grounded in reality and ground these young men in the reality, not that fantasy, so that they can uh, be able to see what's real and, and act accordingly. No doubt, no doubt. I got my man VG. Come on, talk to me. We got about ninety I'm seconds, gonna, and then I gotta give you two guys. Come on, talk to us. I'm gonna make yeah. it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it quick. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna quote uh, Ecclesiastes ten and nineteen. It said, "A feast is made for laughter." And why make yes, it merry? But yeah. money, but money answers all things. We have to get, we have to get in a financial situation where we don't need to ask them for anything. And and when I, if, if if my kids have what they need, then they don't have to go hustle. You know what I'm saying? A lot yes, of times right. when we look at these kids on, on the corner, they're hustling out of necessity. They have to eat. You know what I'm saying? If, if we can empower, you know, the the guy the guy who started edible arrangements when when, when he and, and I commend you uh uh Coop about your nephews being in college. The guy who started edible arrangements, he after he graduated high school, he didn't want to go to college. So his parents gave him ten thousand dollars and he opened up a flower shop. And from that flower shop he opened up four more flower shops. So when he after that he opened up Edible Arrangements, which is a multi-billion-dollar company right now. Right. All right. because his wow. 
all because his parents said, hey, you don't want to go to college? I'll invest in your dreams, and if you, and if you right. fail, we'll be right here. We need to get our finances straight where we can do the same thing for our children. And that's a lot of wise words from the young man. Let me just say, brother. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Hallelujah, uh, indeed. Those those are some great words, uh, Burdell. And and you know what? Um, Again, I want to thank you, brothers, for tuning in tonight, man, and taking time out of your busy schedules to uh, to sit in with me tonight and just open up the show, man. It's the first episode, so, uh, man, be cool. I'll just tell the brothers, we, we have over 400, close to 400 episodes on Blog Talk Radio, man, where we podcast. And and so, you know, that's a little feat in itself to talk, you know, over 400 times to people. And we, we've had a lot of followers uh, before, but we do it in another, another format, man, and, and it's going to take some time to build. But um, I appreciate you, gentlemen, for, for taking time out again. And, and I'm going to say this, um, and, and for most people who don't know, most of these guys are, are in our social media uh, group, sports groups. And so we talk a lot of trash, but that's what sports, that's that's what you do with sports, you talk trash. Exactly. And so that's I appreciate the, the knowledge and the, and the wisdom and understand that I'm getting from them. Uh, I, I've learned so much from all of you all just talking tonight, man. This is a different, see, this is, this is what I want to preach to brothers, man, because, see, this is the serious, this is the serious stuff here. This is real work. Mm-hmm. And so now we're building, we're, we're, we're building right now to something bigger and better, and the more we communicate with each other, the more we sit down and talk, the more we get to know each other, we can let those guards down. Also, I want to tell everybody uh, out there that's listening that February kicks off Black History Month, which is tomorrow, and I'm going to say this, a lot of people always talk about Black History Month being the shortest month of the year. Well, if you know your history, and you know Carter G. Woodson when he started, he started Black History as Black History Week. And it was just a thing right. to get the awareness out there for African Americans so that we can have something. That morphed into Black History Month. So it just so happened that that month fell in February. And for people who don't know, people in Chicago could definitely know because the Black History Month was founded right at the Wabash YMCA on 39th and Wabash. Right at the Wabash Y. That's exactly right. Wabash yeah. YMCA, right. People don't know yes, that sir. history. That's a, that's a historical. Uh, that's a little uh, Black History Month, right there. Black well, we got to get everybody. We got to get everybody to memo, JT. That's what it is, man. You know, it, it, there was it was once illegal to learn how to read, so <laughs> we got to get them a memo and make them understand it's okay. It, the, the coast is clear. We can start reading now. Right, right. So I just want to let people know that that may download and listen to the podcast that that you yes, that you know a little something. Of course, we broadcast out of the Midwest, out of Chicago. I always say, "Shot town, make the world takes," and so. You know, we we here, man, to do our thing. So make sure you check out the Black Bear Talking podcast. Download the podcast, share it with your friends. Uh, we're gonna build up. We're building up our social media sites right now because we're in conflict with another one that that's going on. So because uh, I have the copyright information on it, they're gonna have to drop their their their, their Ooh, social media copyright site. information. I've been okay. going through that for the last five months, man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I know. That's a little fight right now, but. But but we working with it, man, and we make it happen. But hey, brothers, I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have a yes, great sir. evening. And uh, Verdell, we we gotta hook up and talk, man. And uh, tell me, gotta get some stuff together. Dre, you gotta let me know where you where you at, man. Where, where you where okay? You, where you be at? So because we need to connect okay. with some other stuff. Just, we need to turn this. That'll work. Hey man, I'm 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 off I'm off of I'm off of being with you brothers, man. That's what it's all about for me, man. I'm I'm gleaning yeah. and learning and and hope I can impart something while I'm doing it. You know, God bless you all, man. Y'all have a good evening. Yeah, you all. Oh, yeah, too. have a good evening. I'll be in touch with JT. I'ma send you my number. All right, that will do, man. So we can talk. Hey, you guys have a wonderful evening. This is your JT Lab. Or- Black Men Talking, the Black Men Talking podcast, man. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We had some wonderful guests tonight. Man, make sure you follow us next week. Where we're going to be bringing you a whole other topic of discussion, man. We're going to be breaking it down here on the Black Men Talking podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends. Hey, it's been one. We started off rocky, but we finished strong. That's how you finished. This is man, JT Live, man. I'll check you out next week. Look out for the barbershop hour, man. That's coming soon. All right? We'll holler at people. Yo.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 